is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Yes, sir. And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys, by the fans. That is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm so says Jay and Paul. I'm still at Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And as you all know already, we are available on all podcasting platforms. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out on brightsideofthesun.com. And brightsideofthesun.com. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days I'll remember. You're welcome, Dave. But speaking of brightsideofthesun.com, a little housekeeping to start off because people have reached out asking about this new pod that's on the brightsideofthesun.com yeah, pod network. Yeah, we're not canceled. We are not canceled as much as some people out there maybe wish we were. Too bad. Too bad. So Just sad. getting bigger and better. Bigger and better indeed. So had a couple people reach out, uh, in particular, our boy Nathan Hand, our boy Dan Duarte. Nathan, Australian dude, comes out for Suns games every year. Got to hang out with him uh, earlier this year, and uh, Australian guys are fun. I'll just say yeah. that. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we've and, met a couple. Yeah, and uh, Boyd, Boyd, our boy Boyd down there, hooked Don't us up with uh, Nathan and Raph, of course. And then Dan Duarte, everybody on Twitter knows who Dan is. So they reached out, basically like, what's going on? Bottom line is, we added a pod to the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network, The Sun's Report. Yes. uh, Hosted by John, I hope I say this right, John Voita and Matthew Lizzie. Uh, Check them out. Really, if you subscribe and... Subscribe to this, you're getting it. Yeah, you you don't have a choice. So (laughs) so listen to them. Uh, Good good content there. The whole idea is Bright Side wants to kind of... Well, give you guys as much content as we possibly can, because who Get doesn't want to hear about the Suns all the time, right? Exactly. Different perspectives, indeed. So, now that that's out of the way, let's go on, start talking about some Sun stuff, Paul. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's why we're here. That is why we I are I mean, unless here. we want to do a deep dive into the Irishman. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. I don't want to. It's three and a half hours of, is, that's really long. of CGI'd Robert, or, uh, uh, Martin Scorsese and uh, Robert... And, De Niro. Okay. Well, thanks for that little bit of information, Paul. Yeah, it looks Appreciate bad because he's like 80 and supposed to be 30. Okay. Anyway, can we, can we talk nope. about the Suns now? Nope. All right. So let's talk about the Suns. Nope. Lost to the Lakers last night. We're recording on a Tuesday in case anybody's wondering. Uh, 125-100, 25-point loss. You know, yeah, I was, was talking expected. to. I was talking to uh, my buddy Sam before the game, and he's like, 12 and a half points sounds right. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it seems a little low. This could yeah. get really bad really quickly. But to the Suns' credit, they showed some fight early. Uh, they had a four-point lead really early in the game, mm-hmm. went into the uh, end of the first quarter only down one, and then things kind of started to slowly spiral out of control. The point where I think it really got out of control was third quarter, the Suns actually cut the lead back down to six, and then got, I believe it's either six or seven straight stops. And I want to say four of those stops then, to be were, honest. well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> four of those stops were turnovers, and they were not able to chip away at the lead at all because the Suns failed to score. Next thing you know, Lakers are back up 15. Next thing you know, game over. So a few things stick out for me in that particular game, and we won't go into a ton of detail about it, but, but some detail. First of all, Devin Booker. Yeah. He had statistically, at least percentage-wise, his worst shooting game since March 15th, 2018. 
not ideal when you have Kelly Oubre coming off the bench and you're without DeAndre Ayton in a game where we're also without a bunch of the rest of our front court like we have we been for a while. We literally had Shek Diallo, our third string power, fourth string power forward. He's something. Something. I feel like he was our only big man. I feel like he really thinks he should play volleyball because I've never seen a dude not grab rebounds, but instead just kind of swat and tap it out. And I get it. Even though he's a bigger guy, the Lakers are huge, so he's mismatched down there, outmatched down there, but eh, you got to grab those. There was a sequence during the first quarter when I was actually still paying attention to this game where he, like, literally, I think, I want to say it was Booker and Rubio on successive plays. It might have even been in the same play, same, like, sequence. Tried to pass him the ball, and it just bounced off him because he was not ready for it. He doesn't have very good hands either. Well, they weren't up. They were by his sides. Well, those that's a bad <laughs> place for hands. So, I mean, I guess technically if you're not using your hands, does that mean you have bad hands? Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, the other thing, too, that I noticed about that game that I feel like has been a trend, or at least it seems like it's been a trend a lot as of late, are guys on the other team playing far above what you would expect them to play based on their statistics throughout the season I think we saw that in two respects in that Lakers game first you had Rondo who turned into like Reggie Miller out there four for five from three-point range only the second time in his career I believe it was second time in his career that he's actually hit that high percentage of three-pointers in a game where he took at least five Uh, not ideal his overall stat line a stat line that he hasn't done since March of last year, 23-6-4. and four. Uh, Again, player coming in, not really expecting much from my... I sometimes forget that Rajon Rondo is still in the league, to be quite honest. Honestly, if you had told me, asked me if Rajon Rondo had ever shot five threes in a game, I probably would have bet money that he hadn't. Yeah, and maybe that's why he's only, you know, done this twice in his career, because he's probably only shot... well. That doesn't make sense because if he had only shot if he had only shot five threes like four times in his career and twice made eighty percent, he'd probably shoot more. But regardless, yeah. and then Dwight Howard similarly, he went for fourteen and fifteen. Okay, look, Dwight Howard, back in the day, great player, solid player. He's had a pretty solid season. Yeah, but even that being considered, the stat line that he put up fourteen and fifteen on one hundred percent shooting is something he hasn't done in <laughs> a decade. Um, so, <laughs> well, I, I mean, again, I was asleep for the back half of this game. Um, how much of that was garbage time? Like, I don't know, Paul, I didn't break down every come little thing. On. One thing that, one thing I found interesting Ed's about him thing, is, man. is that he shoots his free throws from halfway between the free throw line and the top of the key. Oh, he shoots them further back? Mm-hmm. Farther. Yeah, you're right. I know. Um, but yeah, he, he does. It, it, it doesn't seem to help all that much I and mean, he was two for four but hey maybe if he shot them from the free throw line he'd be like one for four i don't know maybe he needs to shoot him from three <laughs> that's hey that's a, that's a, that's an option but uh you know the, the, the trend i'm talking about then we just have to go back one game and see what jamal murray did against the suns yeah. on well, saturday that, that's just jamal murray against the suns <laughs> right right <laughs> jamal murray against the suns is if he could just play every single game against the suns he'd be an mvp he absolutely i mean his last four and particularly in phoenix particularly in phoenix his last four games in phoenix 
He's averaging 30 and a half points, 6.3 assists, 5.8 rebounds, shooting close to 60% from the field and more than 60% from three-point range, 63.5% or something like that. Um, and, and I can't frankly think of examples off the top of my head, but this seems to, again, be something that happens against the Suns. And, and the last two games in particular, I'm sure that what comes into play is the depleted team that we have. I mean, there's no question that we've been without players for an extended period of time, particularly our front court, well, which yeah, obviously I mean, is problematic. That that Denver game, I mean, the Suns were in that game till pretty much, I mean, particularly in the first half, and then in the second half, it was annoying how, like, anytime like, the Suns gave up a little bit of a lead, and then just, like, anytime the Suns, the Suns couldn't get a run. Right. It's like every time they scored, the the Nuggets scored, and then it just kind of got down to I think that they were just tired, because like coming off of a back to back, starters all had played big minutes in both games. Was um, it the game before that they? No, that it was a couple game, a few games ago where all the starters played more than forty minutes, right? It was, was it the game before it that was, game? I think if it wasn't all of them, I think most of them played more than forty minutes in that Denver game. Um, I think Aiton was at like forty two. Um, it was, oh, no, yeah, Aiton was at 42, Uber was at 42, um, nobody else played more than 40 minutes in that particular game, though, um, but there was a game recently, and I'm trying to find it right now, it, where, where I believe all the starters played 40 plus minutes, and that's, uh, but yeah, that's difficult. I mean, I, at the end of the day, though, I think what we can take away from this stretch of games is the Suns' starting unit currently is the best starting unit in the NBA. They have a 19... Prior to last night's game, which actually wouldn't even count the statistic because Aiden didn't play, but that starting unit, the ideal starting unit right now, of Rubio, Booker, Bridges, Oubre, and Aiden has like a plus 19.1 net rating. When you say they're the best starting unit in the NBA, do you mean that literally? Like, are are you speaking? I mean, statistically, they are the best starting unit in the NBA by net rating. Okay. I I was just curious if you were being facetious. No. I mean, I I get that they're a very good starting unit. I just didn't know if you're being serious with the term best. It's interesting. That's very interesting. So from that standpoint, it's like we actually have NBA players on this team, which is something we couldn't really say last year. And, you know, this whole becoming a respectable franchise again is a process and you know i understand people are frustrated that you know james jones what didn't do anything at the trade deadline didn't do anything to kind of bolster that bench that has been a weak spot for the team i get it i really do but at the same time a lot of our trade ships were injured so it kind of lessens their trade value because you know a team doesn't want to trade for somebody you know that isn't going to get give him an immediate impact. And it was the the just sidebar. It was the Detroit game where four of the starters played more than forty minutes. Ricky Rubio played thirty five and a half minutes that game. Okay, uh, and they only went eight deep. I mean, that was like college basketball, right? There. That was that was Mike D'Antoni basketball. That was Mike D'Antoni <laughs> basketball. Although, uh, yeah, I don't want... No, Mike didn't tell you basketball was seven deep. I, 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 yeah, exactly, <laughs> six, right? six deep at times. You had uh, Barbosa and James Jackson. <laughs> um, James Jackson, huh? James Jackson? Who is it on the... Is that a guy? I'm sure it's a guy somewhere. 
who is the Jackson on the seven seconds or the first seven seconds or less team? Jim Jackson. Jim Jackson. Okay. James Jackson. Okay, fair enough. I, I, my bad. I didn't realize you went formal. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know you were uh, again such a formal guy. That's that's fair. That's my, on me. That is on me. I will. I will own up to that error right there. Um, yeah, and and the thing that obviously we've already talked about here, and people have been talking about a lot, are the injuries that this team has gone through. I mean, it's. I I don't want to say unprecedented, but the areas where the injuries are falling. I mean, it's not like we're missing a guard and we're missing a forward and we're missing another forward. I mean, missing three guys who get significant minutes in the front court is going to hamper a team. And and then I, you, and then your starting center goes down with the ankle Right. And, and and I think Gambo might have said this um last week or earlier this week or whatever, but the team has its built if it were healthier. If that front court were healthier, uh, they'd be a lot closer to that eighth spot than than they are right now. I think that probably goes without saying because when again, when you're saying healthier, are you including the eight and suspension? Sure, sure. But I mean, even without the, you know, yeah. we exclude the eight and suspension. If you weren't missing for a significant period of time, three guys from your front court, I think they'd be in a much better spot because regardless of the production that you get out of those guys, I mean, it's not like uh, Baines and uh, and and Frank and uh, Dario fill the stat sheet all that often, right? But it's still bodies that you can put on the court that are better than running three point guard lineups of Javon Carter, Ty Jerome, and Elliot Cobo. Right, and I, and I get with it with Devin Booker as power forward. Well, hey, what, what can't he do? Um, and hey, hey, maybe he can play center like P.J. Tucker. There you, yeah, right. <laughs> I, can't we just play Houston all the time? Because apparently we're fine playing apparently, Houston. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I think Houston won again tonight, didn't they? Um, they're playing right now. They're currently up. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I get what people say, you know, yeah, players get injured in the NBA. It's not uncommon to have players miss games and, and even the number of games that we've missed due to injury might not necessarily be astronomical compared to other teams but again it's it's the areas where they've missed these guys right and and having that front court as depleted as it is and when you just and when you don't have depth injuries yeah. hurt that much more and right now the suns don't have depth right um you know, there it takes it takes a little bit of time to kind of turn over the roster and construct it in the way you want it. And you know, particularly when it's your first kind of your first swing at the bat, you're going to make some choices that you're like, okay, this one's this one isn't it. Then you got it takes time to move on from it, but you still got to utilize those players and whatnot so you can move on from them. Yeah, and you know, one odd thing that I feel. I've seen with these injuries, it, it, it seems like we're not exactly getting much of an update as to when Baines or Dario or Frank might find themselves back on the court. Am, am I wrong on that? No, but I think at the same time, I think they are, but I think what they have been doing is it's like when they give an update, we're like, okay, this they're going to be shut down for at least another X amount of time. We'll give another update at that point, except those windows are like 
pretty long, like two weeks, a month. You well, know, it feels like they're not talking about him because they're not because they're like, okay, we know this is pretty severe. It's going to need at least this amount of time before we can even reevaluate it to give an update because you know how like sports fans are. You're like, hey, oh, it's doing better. It's like, is that better enough that they can be on the court versus just waiting? Right. And and I mean, I, I get that, but I feel like at the same time, we're not even getting those updates. And I just no, yeah. I just looked up, you know, Baines's injury and I guess Gina Gina Mizell today two days ago said that he's out indefinitely. That's fine. Wonderful. So there's 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 one of those I forget I didn't forget what his injury was. It's a hip contusion. Oh uh yeah, that I yeah. That those hurt. Paul, I feel like you always go to your you know, like comparing yourself in some way they to hurt. professional athletes. How many hip contusions have you had in your life? I have had one. How'd you get it? I not playing in an NBA how, game, right? No, okay, I, I do checking. not know how I got it, but it hurt. <laughs> oh, I guess, and Frank's out indefinitely as well. Okay, I take it back. We did get updates. <laughs> They're indefinite. All, yeah, exactly. If you can call that an update. All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll get back and um, move on with a few more topics here on this episode of fanning the flames typically we'll go in and pick what the suns are going to do in the upcoming games but we only have one game until the all-star break but let's do it anyway paul yeah what's going to happen in that one game golden state warriors yeah um i think the, the suns will win it'll be closer than the sun than we would like but i'm going to chalk that up to the suns aren't playing a lot of guys because they don't have a lot of guys but their guys are better than the Warriors, especially now that they've traded uh, Russell. I mean, granted, they do have Wiggins, and you know he's hyped to be out of the frigid cold. <laughs> Is, would, would he still kind of be in the frigid cold, though? I mean, just not as frigid. Like, like, look, I, I'm I, I've lived in Arizona and San Diego in my life, <laughs> yeah. San Francisco. It's pretty it's cold. cold. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 all I'm saying. That's my general point there. It's not frigid though. Fair. It's frigid to me. Frigid to me. It's not 60 Minneapolis. Is, Sixty is frigid it's to me. It's not Minneapolis. It is not where Minneapolis. Where you can get highs of negatives. Yeah, that sounds horrible. The summers are really awesome. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. You, I'm happy you said Minneapolis. We're going. We're, we're going off topic now. <laughs> Welcome to Can we stop talking about Devin Booker wanting to go to Minnesota and play with Cat <laughs> and D'Angelo? I get it. Hey, how did we forget about this when we were on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I totally get the whole, oh, they're friends thing. But first of all, I think it's insulting to Booker because Booker has gone on record numerous times voicing his love for the city and how he wants to be the guy that's going to bring this team back to relevance his idol is Kobe, who spent his entire career with one team. Well, two teams technically, but one team after draft night. And, <laughs> and, uh, it doesn't I, count. And, it's and, got and, games you put team you play games for. Fair enough. Um, and, and I think that just assuming that Devin Booker sees his two f- best friends playing together means that Devin Booker wants to leave and go there is asinine. Oh, and okay, yeah. I, we haven't even discussed the whole his agent going to New York thing, and that means he's going to go to New York. God, people are insane. <laughs> people are insane. Yes, but I, I think it's just—I think it's more a 
resigned pessimism to an extent. I prefer insanity. Go on. Um, just from the standpoint of he's the best thing the team's had in the past decade. And the team hasn't done anything to, or in some people's eyes, hasn't done enough to ingratiate itself to him in fans' opinions. And just with... When you're looking at a league where teams have done all that for players and players are still jumping, you're at a certain point you're just like, he's not going to be a son forever. It's just not going to happen. And it's just... You're sitting on a countdown clock. You just don't know how much time's left. Are, are you are you saying you believe that that he wants to go to Minnesota? I no, don't. no, that that he wants to leave. I don't. I don't believe that he wants to leave right now, but I can see his mind changing at some point if something. Does, isn't it, doesn't that apply to everything? Couldn't Booker yes. wake up tomorrow and be like, you know, what? I don't like basketball anymore. I'm going to retire. That could happen too. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying that this years, this yeah. whole concept of of believing that that's going to happen simply because his two best friends are playing together when no. there has been zero indication from Devin Booker that he has any reason or want to leave is just a it's 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 an exercise in futility and a waste of energy. Well, there was there was this all of this stems from the Slam article. Where with Russell and Booker and Cat, where I think it was Booker. It was Russell. It was Russell who said that they're all going to play together? Okay. I think so. I, I, I was reading, what, I, what, I looked at it the other day and I'm pretty sure it was Russell. One of them said that. And, you know, I don't think they would have printed that if, like, one of them, like, vehemently disagreed with the take. Well, you'd be a dick if you vehemently disagreed right. with that. Like, but, um,. I, I think I look at it from the standpoint of I think Booker wants would like them to play together, but wants them to come to him because he kind of saw what happened with LeBron when he went to Miami. There was a little bit of awkwardness, at least at first, because he wanted to, he, he's not the, one, not two, no, not that, not three, not that the who's the alpha. I felt that was awkward though too. Yes, that was awkward, but. It's like, who's the alpha? If they had all come to LeBron's team, like, he had to make the Heat LeBron's team. If they had gone into the Cavs, they would have been joining LeBron's team. He was joining Wade's team. He wants them to join his team. He's, I think, if I, honestly, I think he's the alpha of that friend group. <sighs> I, I, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I don't, it's not, it's not, it's not Russell. And Cat no. just kind of seems like he's a very like happy-go-lucky, go with it kind of guy. Devin Booker, kind of a killer. Yeah, you know, in, in 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 certain respects. So I could see him being the alpha in that group. So so from that plus, I'm like, he doesn't want to live in Minnesota. That yeah, who wants to live in freaking Minnesota? I mean, no offense I mean, the to anybody. Are great, but the NBA season is the winner. Right. No offense <laughs> to anybody that lives in Minnesota, no. but who wants to live in Minnesota? I, I mean, don't. even Kevin Garnett left during the summer. <laughs> he went to Malibu. <laughs> Malibu. Now that's a place I could get used to. That's a place that yeah. I could get used to. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I just again off topic. 
what are the Suns going to do tomorrow, Paul? We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But, but yeah, I, I just... Or we can, I, we can save it for the Thursday episode. I, 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 <laughs> save what? What the Suns are going to do against the Warriors? That would be a little late. Good point. We can just skip over that and just Wow. <laughs> wow. We just... Wow. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... Look. Is it possible at some point in his career Devin Booker leaves the Suns? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we're, we're living in an age where it's very rare for a player to stay with one team their entire career. Philip Rivers is no longer a Los Angeles Charger slash San Diego Charger. That's a travesty, but it's happening. Tom Brady might not be a New England Patriot. Or, he or might he be is, a Charger. He could be a Charger. Tom Brady is in all likelihood not going to be a New England Patriot. It just doesn't happen anymore where players stick around with the same team for their entire career. So is it possible? Is it perhaps even probable that Booker leaves at some point? Yeah, I guess. But at the same time, Sitting here in 2020, there are zero indications that that's actually going to happen anytime in the near future. And for people to be going apeshit and losing their minds over it, like I've seen happening, to me is just, again, an exercise in futility and a waste of energy. And I think if I can be so bold as to give everybody out there advice, if you're doing that, just stop. Enjoy life in a different, enjoy your life. Don't stress over that stuff. And okay, I get it. we can't really sit here and watch Suns games and enjoy them that much these days. Yeah. Fine. But you know what? In, enjoy something else then. Don't sit there and speculate and worry over something that you, frankly, unless you're boys with Devin Booker and he says something to you, have no inside knowledge about. And to be honest, I think Booker is seeing the progress and he understands it's a process. You know, and particularly looking at like the last was like the last 13 games of Aiton have mm-hmm. been really really solid and you know he's only in his second year and he's just going to improve and if you haven't read it read dave's dave king's article on bright side about ayton's improvement on defense because that was everybody's knock last year and like that's where he's made massive strides so booker knows basketball booker knows players he's looking at this team he's like okay i got a young stud center who's showing a ton, you know, and is really growing into the role. I've got two wings that bring a crap ton to the table. I mean, they do take some off, but they also bring a lot to the table. He's got, he's got four guys, you know, and they've got Ricky Rubio who in the short term can help, but they can also upgrade there at some point, you know, Hey, maybe we'll luck out. And because we actually tried this year to win, um, with the new lottery odds, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, we, we, I'm sure. You know what? I'm sure we'll jump up in the lottery this year and do so in the worst draft since the Bender Chris draft. Great, fantastic. Speaking of Bender, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, look, and the thing about Booker too is, and this kind of goes to that whole he's kind of a killer thing. He comes across as a dude who has the chip on his shoulder, especially with this all-star stump thing now. And I, I, I think that that very well might just push him and drive him to want to prove people wrong even more. And again, I'm speaking as things stand now, as things stand now. So, hey, let's enjoy Devin Booker. How about that? How about that? So, Paul, are they going to beat the Warriors? Yes. By how much? Three. You know, I just looked this up. The Suns are favored by seven and a half. I wonder when the last time the Suns were favored by seven and a half was. 
like it's pretty big for a team that has gone one and six in their last seven games and just got decimated by the Lakers and have most of their front court out with injury. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but, you know, and and above and beyond needing a win against the Warriors, you know what the Suns need? The All-Star break. Yeah. They need the All-Star break badly. And I think it's not just for, you know, the physical health, even though we've established that Kaminsky and Baines are out indefinitely. Sarge has at least just, you know, been ruled out the day before game, so maybe he'll get himself a little bit healthy. But the the the, the way Rubio's been playing, even the way Booker's been playing, I think this team needs the mental break too. Yeah, I mean, especially um, with the um, because of all the injuries, the guys who are healthy have been playing really hefty minutes. So, you know, let's get some guys back from injury and also get those guys who have been playing heavy minutes some rest so they can kind of, you know, get rid of some of those like little nagging things that may have been slowing them down. So heading into the stretch, I mean, I'm not anticipating playoffs, but I'd like to be competitive for them. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you also you look at it and it's perhaps becoming more of a difficult thing to accomplish. But we've, from the beginning of the season, before the season, except for some of us like, you know, who have predicted 44 wins, Hey, I'm not losing my job. Not losing your job. Um, <laughs> it's still possible. It, it is still possible, but it's not probable. Uh, but getting to that 30-ish, you know, 30, 32, 35 win plateau, it's getting a little tougher, yeah. But uh, you definitely want to see them continue to push to try to get to that point. And hopefully they can mend themselves both physically and mentally here during the All-Star break and um, and and push towards that. And who knows? Who knows what will happen? Maybe there'll be somebody that comes in that's available right now or becomes available soon uh, that, that could help the team out. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that next pod, I think, right? Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. Uh, as we always say here, we appreciate you guys listening. You can find us on brightsideofthesun.com on the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says J. Paul. At Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And until next time, depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Yeah, and welcome to the Suns Report. Glad to have you guys on board. Woo woo. Just wanna use